this is Wicked Spursy. It's not techno mic. It's always techno mic. It's just a slow computer. Uh huh. I use it for my union work. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing ever really gets done. <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. <laughs> On that note, Steve, how you doing, buddy? Ah. Uh- <laughs> Doing well, Dave. Doing well. Uh, you know, I had a, a pretty solid weekend. Uh, solid Mother's Day as well. So happy nice. belated Mother's Day to any uh, other mothers out there who might be listening to this. Absolutely. Um, so I promised you guys a story and I will share this story with you. So, uh, you know, for Mother's Day, you know, my wife, she's not really into like knickknacks and, you know, things that would just clutter up the house. Like if if you're going to get her something, it has to be something practical, something that she's going to use or an experience. So this time I opted for an experience. Uh, we took a drive out to the islands and we visited uh, Snow Farm Vineyard and Winery, which is an absolutely gorgeous location, by the way. It, it is just beautiful spot, just green as far as you can see it's quiet not a lot of traffic around at all Uh, steve my ignorance which town on the on the islands is is that located in i have absolutely no idea it's right around like south hero it is the it is south hero i believe it it is south hero all right gotcha well there's a town between them called uh grand isle Mm -hmm. so the south hero grand isle north hero yeah you know i can never keep them track keep track of any of it anyway um so we're out there a beautiful setting you know we we all got um taster flights of wine so we could try a, a couple of different varieties um uh, and it was mother's day so you know she got it for free which i did not know going into it you know <laughs> i thought i was going to be paying for her to have a sample um but no which you I, were totally willing to do right that was you, I was you were you were totally happy to do, willing so. to do it um but you know she got it for free so that that was great you know we let isaac run around in the field uh pick dandelions do whatever um and we're sitting there sampling this wine and and this isn't the first time we've done a wine tasting before we've we've hit up a couple of the uh you know wineries in in vermont and we have a similar reaction every single time i don't know that we can tell well, let me rephrase. We can definitely tell the difference between a really high-end, classy wine and just boxed wine that you could get for like five bucks at the grocery store. And the way that we can tell is that the boxed wine is so much better. Like, <laughs> it's just, you That's know, my I, man right there. You know, I, maybe I just don't have the sophisticated palate to appreciate it, but we're sitting there sampling it and we're, you know, we're reading the little descriptions and it's like, you know, you're going to taste, uh, you know, these notes of plum and blueberry and you're going to get this nice dry sensation. And I'm sipping these wines and I'm like, this tastes like ass. Like this just does <laughs> not taste good at all. Um, 
which, you know, maybe it's just the wines that I picked, but, you know, I, I've had a similar reaction every single time I go out, every single time the, uh, you know, person offers up a suggestion like, oh, this is my favorite wine. You should try this one. It's never good. Um, I would much rather just have the $5 boxed wine. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we did find some, there was a dessert wine um, that she absolutely loved this. Uh, it was, you know, with maple infused. I don't know how they do it, but uh, she was really into that, really sweet. Um, and I found a, uh, it, it wasn't a rosé, but it was called like rose red or something. Um, but that one was pretty good. So we we were able to find something that we liked at least. Uh, That's one of their flagships. It's really good, actually. Yeah, that one I, I really liked. Um, did you did you bring anything home, Steve? That's kind of the real test on on how it went. Uh, no, we didn't, but that's mostly because, um, she stocked up on her favorite wine, uh, which is from, uh, Due North Vineyard, also up here in, in Franklin County, and it's called, uh, Red Sundress. She loves that wine. She literally went to the winemaker's house to buy it from him, um, because he's local to us. So, uh, no, it was a good Mother's Day, good experience. You know, we're glad we got out there. We would totally go again. I mean, if you like wine, I'm sure there's, you know, stuff there for you. But just to, like, sit and enjoy the outdoor space in that beautiful location, that's worth the price of admission itself. So gorgeous time, great, great space. If you're ever up in uh, in the islands in Vermont, check them out, Snow Farm Vineyard. Um I'm sure you'll find something you like uh, and they're super nice, super helpful. Really appreciated them. Nice. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. So Steve, what I'm taking away from, from this is uh, Franklin County, Northwestern Vermont wine, good elected officials, bad. Is that, is that the correct uh, assessment there? Yeah. Our elected officials kind of suck too. Um, they like suck you more got, than you got two guys up for impeachment right now. Is, is that what I'm hearing correctly? Is that, is that how it's? Well, one of the guys nobody wanted to vote for to begin with, but he was literally the only name on the ballot and neither party could literally both the Republicans and Democrats were trying to push for a separate write-in candidate, but and they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't pull it off, couldn't, couldn't bring it, it, it together. Uh, That's the state of our, our politics. But uh, And then the other guy I read about, I think he had the classic comment of like, well, the world's been changing and I guess it finally caught up to me and I can't say the things I used to say. Like, all right, that's yeah, that's classy. That's exactly who you want to have. Just fucking charge. retire already, yeah. dude. Like, fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Speaking of retired, Mike, how are you? What? You're old. Just just trying, you know. You're <laughs> you're tired, you're you're retired, you're oh I thought it's old. old. Uh, yeah, I'm. I am retired. I am tired. You're, nego- you're negotiating for retirement at 45, and you're. I'm you're tired again. I'm yeah. tired again. Over yeah. again. Yes. <laughs> retired. Um, I'm doing well. Good weekend. Um, I was on call. I put in 11 hours on Saturday. Uh, got to watch our favorite football club still in between. Uh, um, in between my cases, which was great. I got to punch out and actually watch the game. Uh without any interruption um and uh you wish you were working right so i wish i was working i could use could have used that extra couple of hours of uh time and a half pay but um but on sunday sunday you know mother's day steve just told his mother's day story amy and i don't necessarily we don't do a lot of celebrating of holidays and 
that kind of stuff together. We don't get people, we don't get, you know, big ornate gifts like Steve, you know, said. Um, and it is all about experiences and stuff and just spending the day together. Uh, and, you know, that said, uh, the kids decided they didn't want to spend the day with their mother. <laughs> Which she really appreciated. It was the best Mother's Day ever. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I was like, I was at work at the time and was finishing up my cases at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I said, why don't you come down here? We'll go to the Home Depot, uh, get some flowers for our uh, planter boxes and to do all that stuff. Uh, you know, last weekend we had went and got our blueberry bushes and that kind of stuff. So um we got some flowers and that kind of stuff and then we spent uh the, our time together they were having a nice lunch uh at jersey mike's <laughs> <laughs> which believe it or not is a better sandwich than i thought it would be oh um, yeah it's a good sandwich good sandwich you get, you get the steak and cheese by chance the chipotle steak and cheese or whatever it is no 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 no. uh go, go back and get that one you gotta get the classic italian classic italian ah just just trust me give the steak and cheese a shot you'll, you'll right, you won't right. regret it all right all right i'll i'll do that um but, you know, it, and then we came home and we just kind of spent the day lounging around, sitting on the deck. We uh, were going to put the flowers in the boxes and then realize that, oh, fuck, it's still May and there's going to be a frost, you know, even though it was like 80 degrees two days earlier. Uh, now it's like 54 degrees outside. And uh, but, you know, it was a good weekend, spent spent some good time with my wife. Uh, um, you know, now that the kids are older, we get to spend more time together. Um and not so much time having to worry about, you know, what the kids are doing, where they are, that kind of stuff. I'm sure we'll have that again once they start going out and hanging out with their own friends um, by themselves. But, you know, we, we're taking advantage of this time. Uh, it's kind of like, a, you know, re-getting to know each other <laughs> um, as, as, as human beings and as partners. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, a, a great time for us. And, uh, you know, I, I, we were just commenting the other day, sitting out on our deck about how quiet and how beautiful it is in Vermont. And uh, I don't think I'd, I'd want to be any other place in the world. So uh, we're lucky to have that. We're lucky to have that. Very, very true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, <laughs> Good weekend on, on my end as well. Uh, Saturday picked up the youngest son from from college up in Burlington by you guys moved him out and got him got him moved back home so all the stuff that goes with that you know um <laughs> I'll tell you about Saturday evening in a moment but on Sunday Mother's Day got a little workbench set up for my wife in the garage which she was excited about and then uh we had the mother-in-law over for dinner and hanging out watching a movie doing a combo birthday and Mother's Day thing so it was all good Saturday evening I gotta tell you guys uh so Beth my son Nate and I we sat around and we watched the finals of Eurovision Song Contest. Have you guys ever done this? You ever you ever spend any time with Eurovision Song Contest? Holy crap, man! And no, and to our to our European friends, holy crap! Like what what a cluster that is, and it, it's like a train wreck. You cannot look away because it's so campy and cheesy, but you just might see something amazing right around the corner. It, it's it's. It's it's absolutely amazing. And then it's, yesterday we watched the Will Ferrell movie version of it, uh, just to kind of kind of bring it all home. Yeah, it's it's similar. That whole thing is similar to what I, what the reason I used to watch uh, American Idol, yeah, which was which was for like similar some vibe of, for sure. Yeah, yeah, some of those like terrible terrible auditions and the and the soul crushing moments when uh, Simon would be like, "Holy fuck, you're terrible! I don't know who told you you were good, but you're terrible." So like some of those moments, that's what I love 
about American Idol and, and, and that show years. It is a train wreck. It is. And, and I, I found myself saying like, all right, so that act is the best one that that country had to throw into this thing. Like, it's just amazing to think about how those people got there. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait till next year. Can't, cannot wait till next year. Steven experience with the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, we used to, uh, we used to watch that as kind of like a joke. It would be like a, a fun drinking game. Like you just throw it on and, <laughs> you know, get a, a couple of beers, just sit there and, and just shoot the shit for a while. It was, I, I thought it was quite enjoyable, not in a, this is a good quality piece of programming kind of way, but rather in a, oh my God, like how absolutely fucking ridiculous is this? Yeah. 60 years. 60 I years swear, been going I on. swear some of those countries have got to do it on purpose. Like they, they must know how bad their performance is and they're right. doing it for, for like the laughs. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, like kudos to you, you know, like you, you are, you're Mission crushing fucking it. accomplished. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely, you own your stuff and you're crushing it. But um, speaking of not owning stuff and crushing it, I didn't get to watch any of the Spurs match because I was moving the kid out of college. And hey, I told you, you guys, Dave, yeah, yeah, go something. ahead. Have you seen any Spurs game over the last like month? Probably not. And uh, we've sucked during that span of time. So maybe it's all on me, but I didn't get to watch this one. No, and then I asked put- you guys if I should. We've and been great. They've sucked. This is true. <laughs> you guys affirmed I shouldn't even waste my two hours. So uh, I am straight up cold. All I've got is like uh, reading some Alistair Gold commentary on, on Twitter. So that's what I'm working off of, which is probably more exciting than the match was. But I just saw, I just saw your name. <laughs> Who's Steve's or mine? No, yours, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Here to help. Oh. And to I'm our listeners, involved. you'll have to check out our YouTube, uh, our YouTube yeah. feed to, to find out what our, our special names are. I almost, I almost blew it. I almost blew it. Yeah, keep, yeah, keep it right. quiet. Yeah, keep it quiet. <laughs> but hey, yeah, let's talk about that match. Or, or how about you guys talk about that match, and I'll pretend that I know a little something and, and try to facilitate the conversation. Mike, you want to get it going? Oh boy, you're gonna let me go first. Imagine yeah, that. I may as well. We'll, we'll give you. <clears> little yeah. Little so, uh, pardon me, but it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to to be worse than that club. Um. So without getting to, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I used to go through all of like the best performances and who did what, that was great. Who did what that sucked. I'm not going to do that now. Um, now I'm kind of just kind of at the point of kind of analyzing the game as a whole, uh, trying to understand what the hell happened instead of looking at individual players. Um, I don't, it's hard. I don't know what happened. Um, I think that coming off the performance, the Crystal Palace performance, they thought, and this is why I think that Ryan Mason is not right for a Premier League coaching gig, um, thinking that he could just come in and use the same lineup and same tactic as against uh, Aston Villa, who was a completely different team than Crystal Palace was, uh, come in and use the same exact tactics, and it was going to work. Uh you know, Villa's got a smart coach. Unai Emery's a smart coach. Uh, he's an intelligent coach. I don't like the fucking guy, but he's an intelligent coach. And um, I think that that he was able to game plan for Spurs better than Spurs were able to game plan for him. He knew, like, he knew that Spurs uh, crumble under the press. Uh, he knew that Spurs have trouble getting balls over the top. He knew that Spurs have trouble 
um, controlling the midfield. And he exploited all those things with uh, what I call very average, mostly pretty average uh, players, Premier League players. Um, you know, but what I came away with from that game uh, was that not that Spurs, I don't think that Aston Villa were a great team. I don't think they had a great game. I think it was a pretty maybe average to below average performance. I think that Spurs were just that bad. Um, that first half and, you know, we, I think we had talked on the WhatsApp chat, Steve, on the, on the, on the Green Mountain Spurs WhatsApp about uh, how this might be another one of those tales to have games. And, but we have to look at kind of Spurs now. Um, I understand what's going on there. And, and it's something that we've talked about and I've, I've not wanted to kind of uh, accept it is that this team, these players on this team, um, there's a lot more going on there than just shitty tactics, bad lineups, bad clubhouse guys, bad, you know, bad manager, uh, bad owner. I, I think that there are deficiencies on the field. I think that the players themselves are not uh, now. I don't think that they're good enough to, to be in a top level team. Um, there's a lot of players out there that are not good enough at this, at the simple basic things that we, that we, uh, you know, need to see out of a good team. Uh, the way we've been playing the second half of the season, we are a close, probably close to relegation team. Um, I, I don't, I just, I just think that the players we have out there are not good enough to control the midfield. They're not good enough to play out of the back. Um, we have players up front that are supposed to be world-class players that can't make that can't make simple runs and stay on side. Like the small things that kids learn, small things that my son finally picked up at 10 years old, which was how to make a run, you know, how to watch a pass, how to how to understand where to receive a ball, how to understand where to pass the ball and when to be patient and when to, you know, kind of be on your horse and Spurs just aren't doing that. And that's because I don't think it's because that they're, they're down or whatever. I don't think that they're always capable of it. Crystal palace. We exploited the fact that they didn't press us at all. At all. They let us just pass the ball around, you know, any, any fucking U 12 team can fucking pass the ball around if the other team lets them do it. Spurs just can't do it. Um, I think Oliver Skip had some great performances this season. I don't think he's good enough to play on this team. I think Oliver Skip needs to go, honestly. And I don't think he just needs a loan. I think he needs to be sold. He's, he's not good enough to play on this team. And that's evidenced by the fact that um, in the second half, a guy came in that's been injured. He hasn't, he's not even had time to come back into form, just got into the game and looked like the player that I thought he was going to be from day one. And that was Basuma. Basuma was fucking fantastic. Um, are, are you telling me that a player can just come back off of injury and get into form and, and make an impact as opposed to needing six to eight games to, to bet in and, and find their feet? Whatever it was. Like I said, Aston Villa is, I, I don't think they're a great team. I think they've been playing very well lately. 
and Unai Emery has, you know, has them playing well and has them believing belief can get you a lot, but it doesn't get you, it doesn't get you where you absolutely need to go. But Basuma, yeah. Uh, Basuma may have been able to exploit that and, and use it as a game to get better and, and get, and, and get to where he needs to be. But also he's a little free, a little freer under Ryan Mason than he, that, that he was under Conte. You know, he's free to not have his fucking, you know, back to the goal the entire fucking the entire fucking game. He's free to move forward. He's he's free to be creative with the ball. We don't have anybody who can be creative with the ball. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, Hoiberg isn't allowed to be the same player that he is on his national team as he is on the Spurs. Right. Um, we have a guy who won a golden boot last year who can't make simple, basic runs. Um, I think that son probably was our best, one of our best players last week, but you know, outside of Pedro Poro, who we can get onto later too, but like, it's just there. We don't have the players that, that can, that can make up a team. And we don't have the skilled players that can make up a team that's going to ever compete for anything you know, let alone a championship, let alone a cup, a fucking Carabao cup. Even I didn't think this team could win an Audi cup or whatever the fuck that preseason shit is that they played. Um, I, I just, I, I honestly looking at this team, I don't see a player that that is skilled enough to stay on this team outside of possibly Harry Kane and Steve, you know, Steve thinks I hate Brazilians, but uh, Richarlison, I, I, I'm willing to give him a little more time, but for me, the dude is a bust. He's an absolute bust. And I'll let Steve take it from there. Hold on, Steve, before you go, I, I, Mike, I want to hear you. I want to hear you stretch it out. I heard you say essentially Richarlison needs to go. You didn't say those words, but that's the Skippy. The Skippy. Skip needs to go. Who else needs to go? Because this is a major leap for you. You have been like the defender of the, well, if they just have the right system and it just had the right this or right. Yeah, that. like, and I, I want to hear who goes. Like I said at the beginning of that rant, is like it, it, I now know that I, I see they all go. I think a lot of them go. A lot of them go. Even Harry Kane, right? Uh, Harry Kane can go if we get the if we get the money for him. Romero, That's, would you let him go? No. So then, not all then. Not all. I think that Romero. Romero, uh, I think has shown that when he's got good defenders around him. I think Emerson can stay. Uh, Emerson who, could be. A, who thought we'd ever say that? Right? No, like, I. Who, dude, he's a defender. He's a, he's an actual defender. Uh, he who can play defense. Uh, well, speaking of Brazilians, Steve, what do you think? <laughs> well, see what I did there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was great. I don't. You, just, you gave it to me. I, I had to take it. You you just left it there, so I needed to use see, that one. I think this is a, a good conversation because I actually disagree. Um, good. Good, good. I I personally think that the the state of the club right now and how disjointed everything is, we don't have a director of football, we don't have a permanent manager. It doesn't seem like the the ownership is really doing all that much to rectify either of those. You know, you saw the the reports coming out that oh well, you know, we weren't actually in for Nagelsmann and. You know, I think Alistair Gold came out and was like, well, if 
if that's true and we weren't in for him, then it shows complete ineptitude at the top. And if it's just them saving face because they're going to be turned down, then it's just embarrassing. So it's a lose-lose either way. Uh, but the reason that I disagree is, is mostly because I don't think there's a single player in the world who can come into Spurs in its current state and change anything. You could get fucking the Terminator himself, Erling Holland, could come in to this team and he would not score a single fucking goal because of how awful we are at setting anybody up for success. I, that's, that's where I struggle with it. I think it's mostly the result of a disconnect between the front office staff, the, the executives, the higher ups, the managers, the players. I don't think there's any accountability for the players. I don't think if they put in a bad performance that anything happens to them, you know, it's not like they're being forced to run laps or, you know, pay fines or, or do whatever you might do to punish somebody at the top level. I, I don't, get the sensation that any of that shit's happening um i don't know that they really care enough to put the effort in because well mason's if mason ends up being the the permanent manager i think we've got bigger problems but in all likelihood he's not getting that job right so why why should they put in any effort to figure out what mason's trying to do it's not worth it there's two games left who the fuck cares it, that is just such a, a toxic culture to be in. And it's it's kind of spread throughout the organization. I'm sure there are players that Mike's absolutely right, do need to go. I don't know that the back of the last couple of months um, is is really enough of a justification to decide whether or not somebody is good enough or not. Because I, I honestly do not believe there's a single player in the world who can come in and make a difference at Spurs right now. There needs to be wholesale changes top to bottom before we can get the club performing at the level that we as fans expect them to be performing at. Um, and and the thing that that kind of caps it all for me is you can see exactly what's going to happen every fucking week. You know, we go into these games, we can see it early, we end up losing the game, and then you get some token player who puts out a social media post, not the result we wanted, but we still have X number of games left in the season and we're going to fight for you. It's a different fucking player every week. You know, yeah, it it, it's the it same is. fucking message every goddamn time. Basuma's the poor bastard who had to post it on social media this time. But it's like, you know, yeah, because he knows he's going to play the next two games. He's right. probably going to start. Right. <laughs> but, but but, you know, every time this gets posted, there's no change in the in the squad. The players aren't playing as if there's three games left in the season, two games left in the season. They're not doing that. They're just playing as if the season's over. Who gives a shit? And, you know, we need somebody director of football permanent manager please not mason um somebody's got to come in and they really need to just fucking drill these guys get that loser ass mentality out of the players and if the players don't want to perform at an expected level of a top class club then they need to get the fuck out mike's absolutely right there's not a single player that i would protect right but they need to show it under 
not just the players, but the club as a whole needs to show that they have stability, that they've got a manager that they are going to back 100% of the way, do it his way, or get the fuck out. That's got to be the approach next season. I don't see anything changing this season. I would not be surprised if our next game, even if it's what the last home game of the season, I don't see them going out there and, and making anybody proud. You know, they might put in a solid 10 or 15 minute stretch where, you know, they've got it together. But is that going to be because, you know, they're growing into the game or is it going to be because there's 15 minutes left in the game and they're behind and need to get something? We're playing we're playing Brentford, right? Do we Are genuinely? We? Do, yeah. Do we genuinely think we'll beat Brentford? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I look, I wouldn't be shocked if we did, but if we lost, I, I, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Like if, if we lost, it's like, yeah, that that's expected. When that first goal went in at, after eight minutes of play, I literally just said to myself, well, yeah, that's par for the course. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, that, that was bound to happen. <clears throat> you know what the best thing about this weekend's match is? I think it's a 7.30 a.m. match for us. So, like, on Saturday. So, the the match will happen, and then, like, there's still a whole weekend ahead to, to recover from it. Isn't that beautiful? You know, I, I'm going to watch that game. Win or lose, probably lose, because we can't have anything nice. Um, I'm just going to shut the TV off. I'm going to walk down to the bakery, get myself a delicious scone or something walk around the farmer's market and completely forget about it because if they don't give a shit, why should I? You Steve do have a nice like, setup there too, Steve. That's a nice bit, little bakery. You got that farmer's market right at the end of the street. That's good setup there. Steve could, Steve could also uh, just hop in the truck with me take a drive down to Newton Mass and watch Vermont Green play. Oh, yeah? You going to see the Green? I'm going to see the Green on Saturday. That's Opening game yeah. against Boston Bolts, man. Now there's a team who's actually going to fucking play for something. Dude, they have like three of the best defenders in the country this year. It's fucking great. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. All right. So so listen, Mike, here's here. Well, both of you, here's your job. When you see both of my sons next week, I need you to work on them on how fun green matches are. That way I'll have triple the ammunition for uh for road trips to to come up and check out home games. Oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna be a problem at all. Like they go to one game, it's just gonna be like, oh shit. Like they just come into the fuck. They just come to the just come to the parking lot with the with the um, bohoys. The bohoys. <laughs> Bohoy there, matey. Uh, it's a it's a it's a play on this this the Celtic yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. we know. We got you. We got you. When's when's right, the first buddy. match? When's the first screen match? Uh, Saturday. No, oh, I mean home. I'm sorry, home match. Oh, this the first home match is uh, next Friday. The 26th. Oh, the 26th. I will not be there. I'll be in uh, Massachusetts at my son's tournament. But Oh, I'll be there. I will be at that game. I am so pumped. Very yep. nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yep. You know, Steve, got a little something on my mind. Dave, what is it? Well, it's not how good is the wine up in northwestern Vermont. It's not. Oh, we've covered that. How, yeah. It's not how bad our Spurs. What a what a disgrace they might be, and how just numb to it all we've become. Yeah, check that box too. Yeah. It has to do with our friend Mike, not Jersey Mike, because this Mike, <laughs> this Mike, Jersey Mike is a sub above. It's sub above. It's not Mike is in microphone. It's Mike is in. Uh, hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh shit! Uh, you know, Dave, I love it when you ask that question. I know you do. 
Um, is it I, I, this? For me, this doesn't get stale. This is fun every week. I think we <laughs> might be the only three people that enjoy this little uh, intro. I know. I, I've actually had time. somebody be like, "Who actually? Who was like? Was it Vass who was like, man, this is going on forever?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we had when we had Flav on. He's like, "So you guys like beer? You like to talk about beer a, a lot?" Like, yeah, thanks, Flav. Thanks for noticing. I could just yeah. feel our listeners hitting that fast forward button through this it's podcast fine. Flav, right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like 15 seconds. 15 Flav found seconds, out we're from seconds. New England. Flav found out we're from New England, and he, th- he thinks we have sharks here. So, <laughs> hey, Cheers. he saw Jaws. It's close he did, enough, right? That's precisely right. Dude loves fucking sharks. It's okay, man. Um, so today, boys, um, I went down to. I, I had Friday off. So Thursday, I had to bring uh, my my wife was down with her mother. They had to go. Uh, my mother in law had a procedure on her hand, and um, my wife went down there with her. And I had uh, the kids. Lily was at home. Obviously, she's old enough to stay at home. And Lucas was at practice. So I said, "What the hell am I going to do for two and a half hours?" I said, "I'm going to go down uh, and uh, to Weird Window." and see if they have any new beers on tap um i went down and i saw that they have some new beers on tap and i had a beer and um i actually had two beers um and uh then uh i said oh i'm gonna save this beer for the podcast um so this is a new one i haven't seen there yet called space movie weird window brewing i love this place Every single one of their labels looks exactly the same. Yeah, don't love their labels, but yeah, I know. I know I'm cool. Beers, I'm but... cool with it because, like, they're not. It, it's not. It's like they're, you know, not, they're not trying too hard. No, definitely not trying. Um, so that's what I kind of love about it. They're not trying hard. Um, they're not trying to like make the beer inside the can better because of the label is fucking cool. They're just saying, let's let the beer talk for itself and i always like that about about breweries um now that said i don't like they get a brown ale i'm not a fan of um so um when a brewery has a beer that i'm not a fan of you know what i do i don't trash the brewery um i will trash a brewery if there are like three or four beers that i'm not a fan of you know you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. it means that most of them are probably fucking bad but a beer has what when a brewery has one beer that's not that I don't like that much. I, you know what I do? I just don't drink it. <laughs> Novel Amazing. concept. Yeah. I just want to order another one. This um, Mike, he's he's really on to something, isn't he, Steve? I'm pretty fucking progressive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me things you don't like, you don't go back to. Is that what you're saying? I won't even give it a second try, but I don't sit there and trash like, oh, you know what? Just because I don't like the filet of fish doesn't mean McDonald's is shit. McDonald's is actually delicious. Um, it's really, really bad for you. It's it's actually actually uh, poison. But <laughs> I don't like the filet of fish. Mike just, just watched Super Size Me fifteen later, fifteen years later, right? Oh God, can you imagine, dude? I I, I forgot about that. Thanks a lot. That that was something else. Yeah, for sure. That guy that guy is a fucking lunatic. Um, so this beer is called Space Movie. It's uh, we're going back to the New England IPAs, you know, something we know. Um, 6.5% alcohol, uh, doesn't say anything about the hops. Steve is probably pulling up a review of it right now. It's Lone Freighter on that. 
In fact, I did look it up and it is so new that there's only one person who rated it and they didn't write anything about it. But I can see that it was added on May 4th of this year. That's that now. Holy shit. Ooh, on on Star Wars Day. Space movie? Star Wars? May oh, the see yeah. that? Be with you. Yeah. Oh, might be a bogus review. No, yeah. That 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 tracks because this was canon 412. And they usually right. it's about a month of conditioning before they put it out. That makes a lot of sense. Steve, what are you drinking there while uh, Mike's doing his magic? I am drinking something from uh four quarters brewing called Flood of Sunshine. That sounds a little bit like a bitey sort of a, a beer name. It tastes like hoppy mango. Hmm. I'm not okay. I, that's a brewery that, again, I don't trash. I don't like any of their beers. I have like two beers there that I like. <laughs> but I Mike, I, let me ask you: if you're if you're Lawson's and you you have lots of sunshine, and somebody comes out with flood of sunshine, are are you filing a lawsuit on that one? No, I I, I think that the thing about Vermont breweries is that they collaborate a lot. They work together, you know, because uh, they're initially when the craft beer scene started, their their cans were trying to be pushed out of the mm-hmm. out of the coolers, right by the by the big breweries. They kind of banded together and said, "We we have to work as a team here." All the breweries, whether you're new or not, and like they they get pointers and tips from each other. All the brewers. They'll hang out together and shit, probably, you know. See, that's well, kind of insider knowledge I'm looking for. There you, you know, go, this buddy. is actually a collab now that I'm looking at it with is Minor it? Key Brewing. Ooh. But you know, it's funny. I, I took my first sip of this and went, wow, this is ass. And then I just kept <laughs> drinking it and was like, you know what? I don't hate it. <laughs> much like, such, such is much true like with life. Hotspur, right? Much yeah. like Tato Hotspur. It, it, you know, and I know this is, hey, Mike, but <laughs> it, it it's just one of those things where, like, as soon as I recognize that I'm just tasting mango and hops, I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. I love mango. Once I identified the mango flavor, it's it's good shit. Amy had a mango cider a couple of weeks ago. It was fucking awful. She took one sip of it and she was like, oh, my God, this is gross. Taste it. <laughs> and of course, you know, I did. And it was pretty bad. Um, Anyway. This beer is fucking hazy. Looks, ju- looks hazy, juicy, right? It doesn't. Yeah, it smells juicy. A little piney. Juicy like Biggie. Mm. Like, Liz- <laughs> like Lizzo. Okay. Oh, Mike loves Lizzo. Don't, don't get him started on that again. <laughs> How could I not? Oh, it's going back for more. It's going, going back. Oh, I like the head nod. It's promising. Yep. And by the way, speaking of the head, it's a, it's a one finger less than one finger. Looks a little uh, soapy, maybe. Not a biscuit. <clears throat> no, no, definitely not a biscuit. All right. Um, it's a pretty good damn that's beer. A, it's a that's a pretty good beer. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good goddamn beer. Um. <laughs> It's very reminiscent of one of my favorite beers. Um, very reminiscent of a Focal Banger. Mm, good one. Um, <clears throat> like Focal Banger, it's a single IPA. Um, around the same ABV. I think Focal Banger's actually up around seven or eight. Um, but, you know, uh, um, it's it's a pretty good New England style IPA. Um uh, any brewer will tell you 
it's pretty hard to fuck up an IPA. Um, I think I've talked about this before. I have fucked up an IPA. Um, but like any good brewer will tell you it's hard to fuck up an IPA, uh, especially like a New England style IPA, because you use so much hops that like lots of times your 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 malt and your in your grain bill get lost and you know get lost in the beer. Uh this doesn't do that. Um, the hops are there. I guarantee there's a shitload of cascade in there. Um, there's probably some citra. I don't, I, I'm not positive. Uh, what else is in here? Um, but, uh, maybe some Eldorado. Now but you're just making shit up. I'm really not. <laughs> um, but I can tell you that this is a really good IPA. Um, I like it. Um, I don't necessarily know that you know i'll go back if i see it on a menu i'll, I'll drink it like if i go to a you know, like a, a a a bar or a, or a or a tap uh tap house i'll i'll definitely get another one um i bought two four packs so i'll i'll indulge myself um dave i just saw your rating oh damn you sent it to I, I meant to send that to steve instead of everybody that's okay. Well, well, um, was I was I right? Yeah, uh, three point six. I was gonna go three point six. Damn it! Um, since since Steve did the three point seven, I was trying to give a little wiggle room, so you <laughs> you struck it right in between, buddy. Damn. Yeah. Um. This this beer, I really I, I like it. It's a really good beer. It's a pretty it's a pretty basic IPA, you know, an IPA, but uh, it hits well. Like it it tastes good. There's no like off or sour taste to it. It's just bitter and like you said juicy like lizzo and uh <laughs> and delicious mike anytime like, i hear someone say basic you know what i think of i think of that did you guys see that anna delvey um uh series you know who anna mm-hmm. delvey is she's like, you're, so, you're so basic I, I just i'm gonna leave that with you guys and uh, let you look that up and learn about it your <laughs> wife your wives will enjoy that watch you're so I'm sure so basic that's not that sounds like something amy be into um yeah, yeah so i love it all I, right I, I, 3.6. How about a song? Um, Kiss. Shock me. Why right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm actually pretty, uh, I'm pretty shocked with the, uh, with how much I like the beer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm shocked that it, it it has a lot of the same taste and and and, and it, it gets gives me a lot of the same feels that a focal banger does. It's not it's not quite the same. Um, it's not a perfect beer like focal banger, nearly perfect beer. Um, but I I was pretty shocked to uh, to find that I actually really enjoyed this basic IPA. Um, also basic. Uh, basic basic. Um, did I say it right? <laughs> You did. That's pretty good, man. Well done. That's so basic. Um, <laughs> good God. <laughs> what have we become? Also, also, uh, it kind of evoked uh, the the name. Uh, kind of evoked a uh, little Ace Freely in me. So, uh, "Shock Me" is sung by Ace Freely. Even though I'm drinking wine right now, you've made me want to go grab a. Uh, an IPA out of the out of the basement fridge. Mm. That's, that's good. And, mm. and is Focal Banger legit like your favorite favorite beer? Like, is that your like if you had if you were going to die in an hour and you were told you could have one last beer, would that be the one? Mm. 
It might be close. Close with what? Oh shit! I know this, um, this is a really heavy question. I'm going. I'm going hard tonight, but you know, just struck me. God, there's a couple. I think Double Sunshine is one of my favorite beers. Uh, Double Sunshine's like the original Double Sunshine, not the uh, not the shit that they come out with now. Um, that that's Double Sunshine. Like they do like the grapefruit one in the summertime. Um, yeah. No thanks. But uh geez. That's Tough a question, great... huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh that's a that's a fantastic that's a fantastic question. Um let me ask you something, Mike, because you seem to be in the know, as the kids say, um <laughs> when it comes to this uh, whole music thing. Ace Freely, uh is he related to uh that guy uh IP? IP? I think they're brothers. Yeah. What? You don't know him? You no, who's, I, who's IP? Ace Freely's brother, I guess. I, I don't I don't get it. You don't it, know? Are you making a joke? Okay, now I'm looking. Mike doesn't know IP Freely. Steve, another Simpsons reference, man. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mike, I'm I'm looking for Amanda. Is Amanda there? Uh <laughs> Is Amanda there? I'm looking for Amanda. Amanda. Amanda who? Kiss. Amanda, Amanda who? hug and kiss. Is there Amanda hug and kiss here? There you go. Well done. <laughs> All right. Um, no fantastic. IP freely for Mike. Steve, so eighth grade of you, but yeah, I was with you. You know, I can't. I I can't think about kiss and not think about the fantastic movie role models. <laughs> that is a great movie. <laughs> I mean, uh we have uh, we have detoured, but I think our football club has done this to us. If I'm if I'm being honest, yeah. Um, Look, l- l- let's be honest to all our listeners. Out I there, actually they- just looked up IP freely, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you spell like Ace freely? I did. <laughs> I did. What showed um, up? What showed up when you when you Google that? I gotta know. It said it said. Did you mean IP freely? Did it really? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, incredible. Um. um I'm sure our listeners would rather us laugh about this bullshit than try to make sense of the absolute travesty that is our club over the last several months. Oh, <laughs> there is right. someone on on LinkedIn named IP Freely who lists themselves as the CEO of the IPF Corporation. So there you that go. There you go, real. Steve. Um, IPF. The answer. The answer is the the most perfect beer I've ever had is uh, squeezed by Great Rhythm. What? Squeezed by Great Rhythm Brewing. I've never heard of either one of them. The beer is one of the most perfect beers I've ever had in my life. What kind of beer is it? Uh, it's a double IPA. No, it's an IPA. Single IPA. They also have one called Double Squeeze. Where where's that brewery out of? Um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Like I, I knew that was the place. It wasn't there. It wasn't there when I lived there. But you've made a few return trips, pilgrimages, if you will. Uh, what yeah. <laughs> what this person describes it as dank, pungent, oniony, and delicious. Oniony, oniony, squeeze. Yeah. Oniony, oniony. That was the word. I'd love to punch that person in the face. 
I bet it gets high fours though, mid fours. Four point two five. This guy gave Seth Meister from New Hampshire. Yeah, he's a he's a real Seth Meister. Mike, you're a pacifist. You're not punching anybody in the face here. No, I'm definitely not. You're you're like the dude. I've been. That's (laughs) dude. That's that's why I uh, that's why I have that as my name now. I see it now. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. The dude abides. All right, fellas, where are we going with this? We we've we've managed to just. Dave, you've just inspired me. I know how to solve the club. Let's hear it. We just need a nice rug to tie it all together. It, it ties it ties the whole room together, right? Like we yeah, just need that. We, we need, need that rug to tie the whole club together. That's what's missing. A rug. That's why Pierre Hoiberg has been so shit lately. He's a nihilist. <laughs> we could call you know what we could call the rug, Steve? Rugrigo Bentenker. Oh yes. Mike likes that. He he loves himself a little silky rug, don't you, Mike? Oh, a nice silky rug. You know what? Mike's currently Googling how to leave a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I Googled uh, silky rug and you don't want to know what came up. <laughs> no, nope, I don't. Maybe if NordVPN was our sponsor, we could talk about it. Yeah, but we can't. We cannot. Uh, Nord, our VPN sponsorship opportunity is open if you would like to take advantage. They sponsor fucking everybody but Wicked Spursy. We can't even get yeah, a ball here, Trevor. I don't know. What, you think football fans don't deserve uh, internet protection? I mean, come on. They absolutely do. Mike's absolutely. Mike's Mike's only goal is to get a ball hair trimmer out of out of this whole arrangement. That's that who's, or, that's what he's looking for. Mike, or I wonder if you're of NordVPN. I think I think even like fucking Flav has to pay for it. What about uh, what about United and Green? Are you guys you guys racking up the uh, the numbers there? Like you got you got subscriber or not subscribers, but you know promotions on your way or uh, sponsors on your way. Not Nord going to um, let you promote their internet condom? I think once I think once uh, <laughs> Rogers on uh, that we might we yeah, might get ourselves. For you. There you I go. mean that that'll probably pump us up, but like we're not getting uh, the numbers have kind of dwindled because you know no one wants to listen to. Well, some people do want to listen to our preseason you know interviews and stuff. You know, Mike, what you need you need a, but it was a just segment. The, the, you need a segment that just draws the people in, like, hey, Mike, what you drinking? You know, you need you need something for the people. Um, that's going to attract that random person in Utah to listen to some Vermont-based sports podcast. I've got it. A segment called, Hey, Steve, what you smoking? <laughs> and it'll just be me on crack the whole time. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> well, Steve, wait, did you get your invite onto the United Ingrid pod already? No, of course not. I was going to say, because if you did, I was about to, I was about to throw blows with Mikey over no, here. No, he, yeah, no, yeah. They don't want any crackheads on there. Even no, though yeah. I don't do crack, they just assume... They do assume the, hey. the erratic nature of my the problem, persona. The thing about United and Green um, is that we we just to kind of get the pod off the off the ground wanted to do these uh, preseason uh, these preseason interviews and stuff with players. Yeah, yeah I've listened to them. They're 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 good. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're they're, they're pretty again so basic. Um, so basic. I mean, they're like 21 years old. What do you expect? I, I think we've got our, our podcast title, by the way. If it's not so basic, it's then... <laughs> done. Absolutely um, done. I just, I, yeah, I, I think United and Green, once we uh, start doing games, uh, which next week will be games, uh, we'll, we'll have our first game to review. Um, it's going to be a little more difficult than, than doing a podcast for, with a, a 
a Premier League team. I, I was going to say a, a big, you know, a big professional team because yeah. we're not a big team. But um, I think once we get those games going and, um, you know, we're in the stands and in the crowd and watching the game, we could, we'll be able to we'll be able to break down those games. Uh, it's going to be a little tougher. We'll probably have to go back and watch the the video of the game to break it down a little more, but sure. I think that, uh, I think it's going to be fun, a, a fun kind of undertaking. So that'll be Very cool. cool. Anyway, right, let's, let's stay on the enough random of me. Enough no, of me. let's stay on the random tip. I, I just got a random idea for you guys. Um, only because something random crossed my mind today. So I'm going to ask you, what's the, most ridiculous thing you've thought of in the last 24 hours steve go most ridiculous thing in the last 24 hours the most ridiculous thing that i've thought of in the last 24 hours has probably got to be something work related um you know for context and for those of you who are listening and and don't know my full-time job is it it is an analyst um you know i look at numbers i i tell people what i think they should do based on what the numbers tell me. Um, and I found myself thinking in in the middle of a meeting today, if only people would just fucking do what I tell them to do weeks in <laughs> advance, I wouldn't have to have such pointless fucking meetings first thing on a Monday. And that's probably the most ridiculous thought I've had because it's never going to happen. Nobody's yeah. ever going to take my advice first time. They're nope. going to need to be told three or four times. And then finally, they come up with this idea for themselves. And or they'll say, Steve, then, why didn't you tell us this? Right? Why didn't you point this out to us? Yeah, then I break ago? out the receipts. Here's the email that I sent you. Here's the chat log that I saved. Bingo. Bingo. <sighs> Michael, how about you? What's the most ridiculous thing you thought of in the last 24 hours? Why the fuck can't penguins fly? They fly huh. underwater, obviously. Ooh, because they can swim. That's right. Then why? They're I didn't not say a they fucking... can swim. I said they fly underwater, Dave. My bad. Yeah, I, I put <laughs> that's, that wrong. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty fucking ridiculous thing to think of. That that's ridiculous. All right, here's mine, and and I realize this is the reason I asked this question earlier today, and I don't know if you guys had this experience or not. I know that I often share these random things from my childhood that come up, so Here I got another. Go. I got another childhood thing. Did you guys watch the Bozo show when you were growing up at all? Like Bozo that, the Clown? Bozo the Clown, yeah, on WGN. Did you ever get to see Bozo the Clown? Um, no, I was born in the 90s. Fair. Also, fair point. Also, also WGN didn't, didn't happen until the 90s for me. Really? Didn't happen? All right, well, then I have to tell you about We Bozo, had WPIX so. here, so we had just... So on the Bozo show, and here's how, like, when I was a kid in, like, elementary school, here's how mornings went. Mighty Mouse was on at 6 o'clock in the morning. I would watch Mighty Mouse. Then Bozo came on at 6.30, and you'd watch you'd watch Bozo before you had to leave for school. And one of the things Bozo did is they had the Bozo Buckets. You guys ever heard of the Bozo Buckets? Where they, they, pick, they pick a kid randomly out of the audience, and there's these oh, six God. buckets in a line. Oh, God. And all the kid has to do is throw a ping pong ball in each bucket. Oh. Right? And... I dreamed of being that kid. I drew, first of all, you had to get to the show in order to be that kid. So I was never at the show. So I never actually had a chance, but you could win everything from like a little package of cookies all the way up to a Schwinn bike and a hundred dollar bill, a crisp hundred dollar bill at that. And I was, uh, I was flashing back on that today earlier today, just regretting that I never had the opportunity to be the kid that got picked to, to do the Bozo buckets on the Bozo show. And you guys are looking at me like I'm a freaking moron as I as I say that. So I don't. I'm not. Thank you. 
I'm not I'm not thinking you're a freaking moron, but now I'm 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 thinking back like I had some other ridiculous thoughts. Uh, I always so let, to... let's hear them. Uh, um I why did why did my dad why did my dad always take me to a CD bar when we were going to the Red Sox games? Um that's one of them. Do you have an answer to that or is that no, just a wonder? No, huh? why like why was it okay that I was like eye level with dudes dicks at, at baseball games going to the bathroom and they fucking urinals? I don't like, think you were at a baseball game. Like what like tro- <laughs> trough urinals, right? Right, Mike? Not the not... fucking trough urinals. Like, the like trough we've, urinals, we've yeah. talked about this, right? Yeah, before we, we have. <laughs> so so for all you I love listen- I level with dicks would be another good podcast name too. We'll, we'll, we'll save that one. <laughs> for all you listen for all you listeners, like Fenway Park back in the 80s, and until until like until like the new ownership group, till Fenway Sports Group, who owns Liverpool, bought the Red Sox. Fenway Park was a fucking beautiful hovel of a fucking stadium to go. So to. Mike, you were you were thinking about our uh our Soxy weekend that's coming up in September is what you were thinking. I've about, been right? thinking a lot about that too. And it's like, yeah. man, uh, if, if only Dave and I were 15 to 20 years younger, if we would fucking rule that place for the whole weekend, what's probably yeah, going to happen enough. is we're going to go, we're going to meet Jake. Uh, you know, we'll have a great time at the ball game, maybe drink too much. Maybe, maybe. go out for, maybe go out for dinner afterwards, maybe go back to the, go back to the hotel and fall the fuck asleep. You yeah, know, all good, all good guesses. Better, and then, and then we're gonna go to the better. game the next day. Bingo. <laughs> it makes you feel any better, Mike, as somebody who's 15 to 20 years younger, <laughs> give or take. Um, I absolutely would not own that place. I I need to be in bed at a reasonable hour, well hydrated. <laughs> well hydrated. <laughs> have to have my anxiety meds closed. I mean, there are fuck, pra- dude, like <laughs> there are practical. There are practical people in every age range, Stephen. I will say, I will say, this is just a fun story. It's, it is soccer related, by the way. I once went to Even a better. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, keep this somewhat relevant. Um, I once went to a uh, U.S. Uh, men's team game down at uh, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, we I'll went be down as, there in two weeks. Went as part of the uh, American Outlaws, the you know U.S. supporters group. We did a little. Tailgating. I believe that we will win. Yeah, we did a little tailgating out there for several hours before the game, and uh, you know we're we're driving down. Uh, we stopped off. We got a case of beer and we got a couple of cases of water. We were the most popular people at that tailgate because we were the only people who had the foresight to bring water to a tailgate where everybody was going to be getting plastered on an 80 degree day in the middle of July. Everybody, you guys got water? Can I, can we have some water? Yeah. Fucking, we were best friends with everybody. Tailgate (laughs) is fun. That's just, that's good stuff. Oh yeah. It was fantastic. Such a good time. I'm going to be down. I'm going to be down there for the, for the revs in a couple of weeks. Uh, my my beloved Revs, um, and going to be down there in a couple of weeks watching them play the uh, Dave's Chicago Fire. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, and our, our very own uh, Vermont Green Zone uh, Matt Wolf uh, designed their logo. Nice. And their kits, yeah. So that's uh, 
that's pretty awesome. So uh, we're going to get to see uh, them with a, you know, like my, my son's group of kids, but. Uh, oh, is that what it is? It's a, like a soccer team outing type of thing. Yeah. So we got a tournament down in, uh, down in Needham, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty decent, pretty decent tournament. Uh, lots of Needham. Hardly know him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains why. I didn't um, it's a pretty decent tournament. The, the kids always have fun. Uh, they uh, all pack into the glass elevator in the hotel and go up and down and, uh, you know, cause a lot of trouble. And uh, because the kids are all, you know, best friends and that that's the way it should be. And uh, the adults uh, enjoy drinks and, and then we go play some soccer games and uh then we will go and actually watch the watch the the revs hopefully win this time last year they lost to philly um but it was a fun fucking game you know my kid says i'm his best friend so well done steve well done yeah just tell him not to say that around mom at all mom mom (laughs) he says it all the time it's hilarious oh that's terrible yeah you gotta cure him of that are you mommy's favorite or daddy's favorite? Daddy's. <laughs> I keep birth to you, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kid's risking his life. No question. <laughs> Steve, uh, I, believe it or not, we're there. Closing thoughts. What do you got to wrap us up? Closing thoughts. You know, I I, I feel like a broken record at this point. I The season has been over for me for weeks. You know, it, it's just really disappointing that we're at the state where – we can't even just enjoy a game win or lose because it just there's there's no reason right like i said the players don't feel like they're up for it the the leadership doesn't feel like they're doing anything to to make it worth our while i'm i'm once again looking forward to these last two games just finishing up so hopefully we can get some direction in the summer hopefully we can find somebody and really get behind them 100% if it's the right candidate Fuck, if they get fucking Nuno Espirito Santo a second time, <laughs> I'm just going to lose it. You know, I love Ryan Mason. I think he has the potential to be a great coach one day, but he really needs to fucking go and figure himself out. Uh, you know, get get a, a, a championship level gig or something, you know. Uh, but we really desperately need somebody to come in here and, and really set the ship straight. Um but uh, my my closing, closing thought actually has to deal with the bottom of the table, the relegation zone, which is incredibly tight. I would absolutely lose my shit. Spurs on the last day of the season play Leeds United, who are currently in the bottom three spaces. Um, but... Who knows? Two games left to play. If they, if if them and Everton, for example, lose uh, this week, I could one hundred percent see in our future a Spurs team going up against relegation threatened Leeds United and losing gifts. Who gifts Leeds the opportunity to stay in the Premier League at a team like Everton's expense? Not because we're going to give it away to them but because Spurs have been that bad that Leeds are probably looking at that game. Like if there's one for us to win, it's gotta be that one. Steve, I got to tell you, I was on the premier league app yesterday doing exact, like playing around, looking at the table, looking at who had what games left. And I had the exact same thought that you just described. It's it's nuts. If Leeds stay up 
mark my words, if Leeds manage to stay in the Premier League for next season, it'll be because they beat Spurs on the last day of the season. Because we let them. No, right? because we suck. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yep. Yepers. Michael? Leeds, Leeds is tough. Leeds is tough, man. Um, they have They have one of the fucking coolest funniest managers on the planet like nobody outside of sean dyche nobody gives a fucking post-game interview like fucking big sam (laughs) you know nobody nobody has a bigger nobody has a bigger head than big sam that guy's cranium is i don't know i don't know which podcast i don't know which podcast it was i was listening to but they're talking about big sam being like a bond villain yeah you know like like the bond villain that tells bond how to get out of the how to get out of the contraption he's in and 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 save himself but funniest thing he does that in every at every single (laughs) at every single step in his post-game press conferences where he just like he tells he tells bond how to get out of the out of the crazy device that he's put him in and then leaves the room and just thinks yeah he'll never get out though the funniest thing to me about his appointment to Leeds was I, I think when they they pointed him, they still had four games left to play or something like that. And uh, somebody had called out, you know, bold of them to hire a manager like Big Sam when they've got four games left in the season and then boast that he has a 25 percent win rate in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love me some Big Sam. You know what? If Spurs are going to be a laughing stock for the next three years. Fucking hire Sam. Why not? At least oh, we'll God. get some comedy out of it. Don't, don't say it. Levy might do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That dude's not listening to me, man. He's not listening to his fucking directors of football. He's not listening to fucking anybody. So he doesn't not, have a director of football. He doesn't listen to his he doesn't listen to his fucking fans. Like he doesn't listen to the fans. So why would he listen to like the people that pay his that give him the money and pay his salary? Who uh, is and, Daniel? Boys, comma Daniel. <laughs> that's that's gonna that's gonna lead me into my final comments, which are um, Daniel Levy has at every single turn made the wrong decision with regards to the football club. But um, hey, we got Beyonce. He has. That's true. Madonna. He has, he has put he has put the club into great financial position. Um with the stadium and don't give me COVID in the, the whole stadium debt and all that shit. Cause that shit's gone. Now they're, they're making money on the stadium and, and all of that shit. He has made the wrong footballing decisions at every single turn. The best thing it would be for Daniel Levy to either go away because that's what it's going to take for the footballing decisions to be removed from his hands because the guy doesn't know he 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 knows less than fucking i do about running a football club um he he makes the wrong decisions and his decisions are affecting what is on the field and what is on the field is a bunch of players who are not good enough as a collective to win premier league games on a consistent basis I mean, we were talking the same way in fucking late November last year, or the previous year, sorry, uh, the previous season, 
when Conte finally got hired and somehow this group of guys pulled it out because there were, there were unknown quantities there and, and whether it was Conte, whether it was Decky, whether it was Bentinker, you know, there are unknown quantities that came into the club and changed things, but Levy has made the wrong decision every single turn with regards to footballing um, business, the business side of things. You've got to give him all. You got to give him all the plaudits. On the other side of it, with regards of ta- to Tottenham Hotspur, he's not he's not made the right decisions. And so Daniel Levy, the best thing for Daniel Levy to do to do would be to hire director of football and get his fucking hands off of this football club. Otherwise, they're going to be a mid to low mid table for the rest for the for the next decade which we know if done the right way could be a good thing for this club but you know i i just think he needs to to end his pursuit of being a football forward owner or chairman i should say the end very interesting all right Good thoughts. My my closing thought is brief. Our Haynes. <laughs> Our table position, I believe we're seventh at the moment. And I believe when I looked at the numbers, I want to say eighth was the lowest we could drop. Um, I might be wrong. It could maybe be ninth, but our table position betrays our actual quality because we are a 14, 15, 16th in the table quality team. Um, which means this season has been a great success because we we outstripped our um, our level and performed higher. So with that, this has been Wicked Spursy. And uh, Steve, what would you say as we go out the door? Don't be an asshole. And Mike, how about you? Quiz, 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 quiz. And be safe, everyone. <laughs>